Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. You'll be able to see today, uh, or for the next 24 hours, you'll see this on Thursday afternoon, you'll be listening to this podcast. So from Thursday at about midday to Friday midday, I'll have a story on my Instagram page answering a heap of questions uh, from all my Instagram followers. Uh, I'm going to record the whole thing right now. If you guys did this a few weeks ago, people seem to enjoy it. So uh, this is a bit of a behind the scenes sort of thing, I guess you could call it. So I'll read out the question that the person has sent me. I'll sort of think about it myself. Uh, I'll talk to you guys about it a little bit more in depth, then I'll jump on to the Instagram for 15 seconds, uh, and I'll answer it as quickly as I can, essentially. So you guys will get a little bit more detail. There will be times where I fuck it up or I don't fit it in 15 seconds, and uh, that's just the reality of uh, when you're doing this sort of stuff. It's a little bit harder than, than what people think. So you guys will get a little, I don't know, behind-the-scenes view of uh, how this sort of shit goes down. So our first question comes from Lavishka. Uh, thoughts, career of David Mead. I believe now the oldest player in the NRL. I love him. Yeah, David Mead, champion player. Um, you know, there's probably guys that are more talented than David Mead, but he's just been so good for so long. I'll jump on the IG now. Just got to put hands free on. Okay. Yeah, huge fan of David Mean. He's been a great uh, great player for a very long time, a great bloke as well. Don't recall him ever getting into any trouble. Uh, for me, I'll always remember him for that try at Shark Park. He scored for the Titans where he scooped the ball in when it was in about the third row of the crowd. Incredible player. Yeah, so that'll be our 15 seconds on David Mead there. Uh, be very similar to that the whole way through. So, yeah, if this sort of content does interest you, 100% stick around. If not, I understand. I know it's not for everyone. But, uh, yeah, good little behind the scenes to see how it all works. I'll make a couple of mistakes here and there, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, okay, let's move to our next question. Just on, on each of them, I add a little banner to the bottom of them, which if you have a look on Instagram, you'll be able to see that as well. Um, so that takes an extra, you know, 10 or 15 seconds as well to set up. And then you've got to set the camera back up. So it's a whole... It's a whole procedure. Our next question is thoughts on Cronulla's spine. Interesting. Okay. Hands free. 
Yeah, mate, like the look of the Sharky side. The spine's got a bit of a question mark over it. Obviously, Braley will be hooker. Will Kennedy will be fullback. Nico Hines will be six or seven. The other jersey will be worn by Matt. Uh, sorry, Matt Moylan or Braden Trindle. I'm leaning towards Trindle. Hearing Moylan, though. Yeah, interesting times there at the Sharkies. Uh, I've obviously been... Uh, arguably the biggest Moylan fan of all fucking time in the last few years, but I think it probably is time to hand the keys to Trindle. Unless Moylan can get back to his absolute best footy, but uh, I'm a little bit nervous about that because I've, I've tipped it for so many years and it hasn't quite um, come true, I guess you could say. Uh, which team will be most improved in 2022? Interesting. Most improved. Let's have a think. Um, Hands-free... Yeah, mate, a number of teams you could throw up here. If you're talking just ladder position, it could be Canterbury. They could come from last to, you know, 10th, 11th, 9th. That would be pretty impressive. I think the team that improves the most, like, on field, though, for me, will probably be the Brisbane Broncos. Adding Adam Reynolds, getting Katoni back, they'll be the real deal. Yeah, so they're, like, it cut off when I said real deal. So, you know, I, I could do that again, but I think people get the impression of what I was saying. But, yeah, I think Brisbane, probably the big improvers on field. If you just want to go by ladder position, uh, you'd probably have to lean towards the Canterbury Bulldogs. I think the Canberra Raiders have got potential to push themselves up there too. Fuck, the Sharks probably a good shout. Um, actually, I should probably – actually, you know what? I might do that one. I might do two for that one. I had the Sharkies in there as well. Can you believe I forgot the Sharkies after just answering a question about them? Incredible stuff. Just to add on to that, I'll also throw in the Sharkies. I think they're a team that could finish uh, upwards of fifth place. I think they'll be fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth for sure. So Sharkies, Brisbane for me on field. If you're looking at ladder position, probably Canterbury once again. Yeah, so sometimes you forget things. It's hard when you're doing this sort of stuff live. You've got to add that sort of shit in if you forget it or whatever or go back and delete it. I tend to upload most of my stuff, and if I make a mistake, so be it. I think you guys understand the amount of content uh, that gets put out. There's going to be mistakes here and there. Or are you going to forget things? Well, most people do anyway. Uh, it's just always um, sort of the, the loudest people is always the negative uh, minority, realistically. If anyone listening has got a page out there, don't sort of buy into all that sort of stuff. Okay, this one's from Corey Stinson. How's the Raiders going to go this year? Oh, good God. God knows. Um, hands free. Tough to say, mate. I thought they should have done much better than what they did last year. I think Adam Elliott's a good sign. I think Jamal Fogarty will help the system as well. Um, I think they've got a squad that can make the top eight. They're in a grand final not too long ago. So I think they'll be seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth. Yeah, tough on the Canberra Raiders. I'm interested to hear what a lot of you guys think. I've got some people that are tipping the Raiders to finish top four. I've got some people that are tipping the Raiders to finish in the bottom four. They're a really interesting side. I just think their squad is too good to be as bad as they have been, to be honest with you. I like the additions they've made. They've got a heap of young guys coming through as well. So hard to get a read on the Canberra Raiders. I think it more comes down to uh, all the off-field sort of stuff. What do you reckon Will Penasini will bring this year? Really like Will Penasini, always have, so I'll be very positive here. Will Penasini. It's free. Yeah, my big fan of Will Penasini have been um, since the first time I saw him when he was a teenager playing schoolboy footy, essentially. Said it a few times on the podcast. I think he has got a big future in rugby league, and hopefully he can turn into that real strike player out the back that Parramatta's missing at the moment. Oh, God, got a bit of glare on that one. You can hardly see me. That's all right. Deal with it. It's more about what I say than what I look like. I wouldn't still be doing this if it was about what I look like. Let's be honest here. All right, our next question. Uh, What have we got? 
Is Cobbo the next big thing? It's a pretty big thing now, just quietly. Um, I think he'll be right up there with the very best of them. There's no doubt about that. Um, here we go. Hands free. Yeah, mate, hard to argue with. I think Selwyn Cobbo's got a big future ahead of him. Obviously, he's going to play on the wing this year, you'd have to assume. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at fullback by the end of the season. I think fullback is his position moving forward. Uh, but Tessie New's done a pretty good job there. So, But I like this shout. Yeah, tough on us. Call who's going to. Be. It's hard because you haven't like it's been hard to watch New South Wales Cup and Queensland Cup over the last year or so. So it's a really interesting time trying to pick guys who are going to explode out of there. Like Selwyn Cobbo, he's an obvious one. I think everyone's aware of him. I think this guy down in Melbourne, um, uh, Jack Howarth, I think he has to be right in that conversation as well. Uh, and a couple of guys from last year who could still get better and better, like Joshy Schuster, uh, Sammy Walker, a heap of guys to look in there. Are the Tigers on the right path? Predicted for table finish. Okay. Let's have a look. Yeah, mate, I think the Tigers are on the right path at least. They've got a couple of good signings. I'm really excited about the Apicurasau sign. I think that's a really good one. Excited about Jackson Hastings arriving there too. Uh, this year, I think 2023 will be their year when they start to sort of hit their straps. This year, I think they'll be 10th or 11th. Just squeezed that one in in the 15 seconds there. Got close to have to doing that one again. Um, Tigers, interesting side. Very hard to get a read on, Tigers. I almost called them Balmain. The Tigers, very hard to get a read on. All right, let's have a look. What have we got? Uh, who would you keep if you could only pick one to stay for the North Queensland Cowboys? Nanai or Lukey, you're a boss. Okay, let's have a look here. Jeez, tough one up at the Cowboys. Um, Very interesting. Two very talented guys. You Ideally, you want to keep both of them. Uh, for me, mate, I would keep Lukey, but everyone I talk to that's in and around the Cowboys system up there, they reckon Nanai is an absolute freak. I haven't seen as much of him as Lukey, but I think Lukey's going to be an exceptional talent. So I'd keep him, but I haven't seen enough of Nanai. Yeah, a lot of Cowboys fans and people up there that I trust, very, very keen on Nanai. I haven't seen as much of him as what I probably should have, to be honest with you. So very keen to watch how he goes this year, see if he lives up to the hype that everyone's telling me. Um, thank you for the compliment too, mate. Appreciate that. Uh, what else have we got? Let's have a look. If the Knights signed Milford in 2022, could this potentially help Ponga sign with the Dolphins? Oh, good God. It's a big ask, isn't it? Fuck it, duck. Okay. Um, get the absolute best out of Anthony Milford. I think it potentially could. Um, fuck, I've read this completely wrong. Sorry, I thought he was saying if if the Knights get if the Knights get Milford, will it help them to keep him? He's saying the opposite. Uh, let's have a look. Yeah, I think so, mate. Uh, I think Milford will be at the Dolphins in 2023. Uh, obviously, one of Wayne Bennett's boys, and I think KP's as good as gone from Newcastle. I know Knights fans don't want to hear that, and I get that, uh, but I think he will make a move, and I think he will be at the Dolphins. Yeah, interesting year coming up for Newcastle. Interesting year coming up for KP. Uh, so much, uh, geez, so much water to go under that bridge. Could go a few ways. If I'm wrong, which... Uh, I'm no stranger to being wrong. Uh, Newcastle hopefully keep KP. Uh, they build off the back of that, but I'm very nervous about it, to be honest with you. Uh, thoughts on Adam being Broncos captain? We dropped a podcast on that, so no need to go into that one. Um, what have we got? Do you think Souths remain top four? Good question. Good question. Souths top four. Let's get hands free on. 
I don't think so personally, mate. I think best case scenario, they could finish fourth, but I also don't think they'll fall too heavily. I'm confident they'll make the top eight. I just don't think they'll be top four. I think they'll be five, six, seven at worst. I think they'll be eight. There's still a lot of talent in that squad that'll get them through. Yeah, South Sydney, interesting year for them. I'm sure if you're a South Sydney fan, you're a little bit nervous heading into this season without Adam Reynolds, without Wayne. I actually think they'll miss Wayne more than they'll miss Adam, even though they're going to miss Adam a lot, um, a heap, actually. But I still think Wayne is probably a bigger loss just because, especially when you're changing structures and everything, losing a guy like Wayne's going to be a big hit for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. All right, next question. What have we got? Um... Who got winning it this year? Yeah, I'm not going to answer that one just yet because I want to have a look at trials and squads and everything. I'll probably, I think it'll come from the big three in Penrith, Roosters, uh, and the Melbourne Storm. But I've probably got the Melbourne Storm at the bottom of those three. I'm hoping we get a Roosters Penrith grand final. That'll be fucking unreal to watch. What have we got? Um, any top six clubs dropping back to the pack or resumption of normal service? Interesting one. That's from The Messenger. Runs a good little page over there. Some cool and unique content worth having a look at. Um, hands free. Mate, I've got all the top six teams from last year all making the top eight. The teams that I think have the potential to drop out uh, could be Parramatta, but I think they'll be okay. Also, the Manly Seagulls, they have an injury to Tommy Turbo. They could drop out, but I, I can't see that top six missing the eight. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how those top six teams go. I've just about got them all locked into the top eight. Um, I think they're going to have to have a bad injury run for any of them to miss it, to be honest with you. Uh, unless Parramatta have another one of those seasons where they come off, you know, good, 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 and then they just shit the bed completely. But I'm not seeing any real signs of it at the moment. I guess there are guys leaving, so you could argue that. But, yeah. Um, what have we got? Which team? Uh, who's stopping Manly going all the way this year? A few teams stopping Manly going all the way this year. I would argue that Manly are stopping Manly from going all the way. Let's get hands free up. Mate, easy answer here is the top three teams, potentially the top four teams. But, mate, I would argue that Manly is stopping Manly from going all the way this year. Oh, sorry. Fuck. All right. Let's start that again. Burped up my breakfast halfway through. Mate, the top three teams are standing in their way, in my opinion. Uh, but I also think Manly's standing in Manly's way. I think they've got the squad that can win these big games and can win a premiership. But they need to learn to overcome the bright lights. They need to get the very best of their players on the big stages. So probably Manly themselves. Just squeeze that one in. Better than the one that I did before that. I almost had a fucking heart attack on you guys there. Um, okay, let's get our banner for this one. Yeah, it's it's pretty time-consuming doing these things, as you can see. Um, there's a lot of, like, fiddling around with the background banners, putting the questions in the right spot, getting the... Um, getting the hands free ready, getting your camera ready. I've got to sort of move it every time and everything. So they are quite time consuming these things. So when you see other pages doing it, uh, be patient with it and appreciate the time they put into it. Who do I pick at number three for Supercoach Draft? Fuck yeah, love this. All right. Who do I pick at number three? Tough, 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 tough. Um, always love getting draft questions, mate. Uh, I think Cleary and Turbo, they have to be one and two. Three, I think you've got to go one of James Tedesco, Ryan Pappenhausen. I would also advise that you check your when your grand final is. That'll play a role. Yeah, really interesting picking that third spot. Pappy and Teddy are the standouts, but just depending on when your grand final is, and I'm talking... 
off the dome. I don't remember it exactly, but there is a game in round 24, round 25, where the South Sydney Rabbitohs, um, they play the North Queensland Cowboys, and I will back Latrell Mitchell to go 100-plus in that game, so it might be something else you consider, but it'd be a pretty ballsy play for me. Uh, I think you have to go with Teddy or Pappy. Goal-kicking alone, I would probably go with Pappy, but fuck knows what what Teddy could do in this full team. I don't think you're going to lose out either way, realistically. Next question. Popping my NRL draft league this year. Keeper or redraft? I think he's saying he's popping his cherry. I assume so. Um, Yeah, interesting. Let's get hands free. I like the redraft, mate. I think keeper's fun, but you need to make sure that everyone in your competition is keen as all hell. They need to be keen for the next few years, and they can't just drop out when they have a couple of injuries or if it goes to shit over the next few years. That's why I prefer redraft. It keeps it really interesting for everyone. Yeah, I've got a bloke in my competition who wants to do the... um the dynasty sort of route and I understand it but fuck you have to be you have to have all you know 12 or 14 guys in your competition have to be very keen we've got a few guys in our comp who sort of fade in and out occasionally uh, which just sort of ruins that you've also got guys that aren't as keen as on rugby league as I am and as as other guys are in our competition so I mean, if they have a couple of injuries or if one of their, you know, one of their main dynasty guys completely goes to shit or he, he leaves the NRL or something, like, it just could derail the whole thing really quickly for me. Will Jared Rear Hargrave start on the bench for the Roosters? Um, interesting, 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 interesting. Um... I think for parts of the season, he will, mate. I think that was the plan last year, but then Lindsay Collins got injured. So I think once Lindsay Collins is back to his normal self, post-ACL recovery in a few weeks' time, a few weeks' time in the NRL, I think you'll see less minutes for Rhea Hargraves, and he deserves it. Yeah, big year for Jared. Uh, Well, last year was a mammoth year for Jared, obviously. Massive. Uh, Really looking forward to seeing how he goes this year. Off the back of that, he's got a couple of troops to help him there. Lindsay Collins returns. Renault Fatoni's there now. So a few options there that can help him out. Egan Butcher as well. So, yeah, I think he will play less minutes this year. And I, I think it's about time he probably does. Uh, How many teams would be real contenders if you added Nathan Cleary to them? Good God. Absolute stack, I reckon. This will upset a few people. This is a good question. Um, Hands free. Mate, I reckon heaps of teams would be true contenders with him. Parramatta straight away become a contender. Manly straight away become a true contender. Sharks straight away become a contender. Potentially a top four team for me. Uh, A heap of teams improve out of sight. The Canberra Raiders, I put them back in the conversation then. Yeah, there's a lot of talking for 15 seconds. Got cut off at the very end there, but I think people get the point. Yeah, it's interesting going a little bit deeper with you guys. Uh, Fuck, so many teams would become contenders. I would argue that probably all of the top 12 teams last year, you could argue, could really become contenders with a guy like Nath. I I think he's a generational talent. I think that's very hard to argue with now. Uh, And I think he would improve a lot of sides, to be honest with you. He's just that sort of guy. Off his own back, his kicking game, passing game, defense, he can just do it all, Nath. Uh, what have we got? We seem to be seeing some players... Seem to be seeing some more players like... What the fuck? Oh, it's a, it's a double-ended question. Um, okay. So this one's essentially saying like guys like Payne Harsh or explosive forwards are becoming more and more common. Um... Yeah, mate, and they will continue to become more and more common. Uh, a lot of the Polynesian boys coming through that have this sort of skill set, uh, they're absolutely dominating in, in the junior leagues and everything, and I think that will continue to happen. Uh, it's exciting for our game, yeah. It's really taken it to a new level in the pack. 
Yeah, I remember actually having this conversation with Kempi about a year year ago with Payne Haas, and Kempi said to me, oh, you know, they've got to sign Payne Haas on a 10-year deal. And I said, oh, yeah, like, uh, he's the only guy that's like this at the moment, but I think there's going to be more. Like, like obviously, guys are going to start training to be those sort of footballers. You need to have some natural ability in that category, but I think more and more guys are training to have it, these explosive techniques um, in their rugby leagues. So I think it's going to become more and more common. It's scary, uh, scary to think where we could be in a few years. Uh, who of the current NRL players do you see most likely being one club players? Um, mm, it's tough. Won't get through every team, but I'll give probably two standouts that I see straight away. Uh, the two that stand out for me, mate, are probably Cameron Murray and Victor Radley. I really do hope that these two remain one club players for their entire career and they go head-to-head for the next 10 or 12 years. I think they'll both ball. Murray's already captain. I think Radley will be the captain of the Roosters one day as well. Yeah, throw Isaiah Yo in there too. Yo hasn't played for anyone else, has he, off the top of my head? Um, but yeah, those two, absolutely love watching them go head-to-head. Um, have loved watching it since the day they both debuted, even in the juniors. So hopefully they both stay at their respective clubs with that rivalry, two local juniors going at each other in the same position. I think it'll be sensational. Very different players, but also kind of similar players in some regards. Uh, best player to never make a rep team. Ooh, good question. Best player to never make a rep team hands free so many guys to choose from here mate off the dome I would say Luke Patton I'd say Matty Orford I'd say Jared Croker uh, Brent Shifty Sherwin Mate, some of these guys just come around in absolute golden eras of their position and it can be really tough Oh, fuck. You could go on for days. I'm sure that each and every one of you that are listening has got one player from your respective team that you think, fuck, he was unlucky not to play rep footy. A lot of it just comes down to the timing and when you play and everything. It can be so brutal. Um, The amount of hookers' careers that were ruined just because they existed at the same time as Cameron Smith is just unbelievable. Uh, Ultimate utility player ever to play. My pick is Craig Wing edging out Sean Berrigan. Yeah, pretty fair shout there. Let's get our hands free. Yeah, mate, Wingy has to be right up there, as with Sean Berrigan. I would also throw in Lancer Higher. I would also argue that Jason Croker, I was looking at his stats a few weeks ago. I think he played 40-plus games of NRL in five or six different positions, which is sensational. Uh, an unbelievable player. Yeah, Jason Croker, if, you are, if, you don't, if you're too young or don't remember, go on to Rugby League Project, type in Jason Croker and have a look at the positions he played. Absolute weapon. Chris, Chris Flannery, um, Mitchell Orbison, another few to throw up there. Connor Watson you could put up there as well. A couple of roosters there. Uh, in saying that, would say currently Connor Watson is the best utility, but agree with you, should be 13. Yeah, I sort of like him at utility, to be honest with you. Um, Herbie to the Dolphins. Yeah, I think it's a really good chance he'll end up with the Dolphins. Let's get our hands free. Yeah, I think there's a really good chance he does end up with the Dolphins, mate. I think him, out of him, Branco, Jordan Piera, Corey Oates, the guys that don't get a spot in this Broncos side, I think Wayne Bennett will reach out to them, and I think they'll be at the Dolphins. I think Herbie is probably leading the pack there at the moment. Herbie Farmworth, very underrated. I think because of Katoni Staggs, Selwyn, these sort of guys, we forget just how good Herbie is week to week. Very consistent. Good upside. I really like him. All right. How many more questions we got? Not a heap. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which club do you think will win the Super League? Uh, I, I don't watch enough of it, brother, to uh, to make a call on that. Um, what trial match are you looking forward to the most? Fuck, I don't even know the exact trial games, to be perfectly honest with you. Um... I'll say what I am excited to watch. Mate, I don't know the exact games off the top of my head, so not specific games, but I'm very interested to watch the Sharks, see how their combos work. I'm very interested to watch the Newcastle Knights, see how they line up. North Queensland Cowboys, I want to see who's playing 13, who's in the front row, so a heap to watch. New Zealand Warriors, another good shout too to see who's playing in the halves with SJ, whether it's Ash Taylor, Chanel Harris-Tavita. I love this time of the year when you can watch trials and sit back and make predictions on who's going to be there, who's not. Uh, Really good opportunity for everyone just to throw their hat in the middle and, you know, fight it out for jerseys and see who comes out on top. The Brisbane Broncos will be another one too, their halves for sure. Uh, If Katoni Staggs makes it to the origin injury-free, can he push for a spot? Fuck, I don't think so, eh? There's just too much talent around. Um... Mate, I'm the number one ticket holder in the Katoni Stags fan club, but I just think as far as centers go, they're not going to leave Turbo or Latrell out. I don't think they're going to leave either, either of the wingers out, either To'o or um, Carr. So I think it's going to be tough for him. Yeah, I think he could definitely handle himself, eh? It's just that there's too many other quality guys that have done a job over the last few years that I think Katoni will struggle. You could see him in 14, but... I think they'll probably go for more upside in like a Papi or a Connor Watson or a Nico Hines or one of these guys, to be honest with you. Um, what have we got? Where would you locate the next NRL franchise? Oh, fuck knows. Um, if you were Brisbane and you had cap space, would you make a massive play for KP? Yeah, probably would, I. Eh? KP or Cam Munster, one of the two, I think. Uh, hands free. Yeah, mate, depending on what happens with the Adam Reynolds contract, I think there'll be a, a really good period where he retires and depending on what happens with the Dolphins, they could make a big play for KP or Cameron Munster. I think both would be sensational for the Broncos and both would be really good to see up there. Tell you what, if there if there's a little overlap period between Adam Reynolds getting a KP or getting a Cameron Munster, fuck it'd be entertaining up there at Brisbane, throwing Katoni Staggs, Payne Haas, Paddy Carrigan, a few years older as well. So um, a heap to watch over the next few years at Brisbane. Um, do you agree with Mal that Origin should... Uh, not sure. Do you think that Chanel Harris-Tavita could play hooker at the Warriors? Oh, yeah, fuck. I don't mind it. you just got to get CHT into this side somewhere, but I don't know where it is, eh? Yeah, mate, I think he could. I don't think it's his best position by any means, but I, I, I need Chanel Harris-Tavita in this team somewhere. I've probably got Ash Taylor at six at the moment, pending trials. I wouldn't mind CHT at 13. I don't think Wade Egan's moving the needle massively, so maybe nine. Yeah, interesting uh, interesting guy, CHT, where he fits into this side. You've still got Cody Nicarima as well, who seemingly no one's talking about. I'm pretty confident he'll end up at the Dolphins. Um, but yeah, CHT, I don't know where his future lies at the moment, which is weird because I was so big on him a year ago. I still am, to be honest with you. But uh, do you think Walker and Kiri will work well together? Yeah, I do. They'll be just fine. <clears throat> 
Yeah, mate, really excited to watch this combo. I think they're going to do some pretty special things together. It might take a bit of time, but uh, I think there's enough talent in this squad and as individuals, they're gifted enough to get through that transition period. By the end of the season, I think these two as a combination, they're going to be a really scary prospect. Cannot fucking wait to watch Luke Kiry return. If I had to pick someone that's probably my favourite player to watch and analyse, it's probably Luke Kiry. The way that he picks apart short sides is just incredible. Um, yeah, absolutely love watching Luke Kiry. Can't wait to watch him return. Can't wait to watch the influence that he has on Sammy Walker as well. We'll do five or six more questions. Thoughts on retirees like Benji Boyd, Parker, Prince coming back in nines to grow the game. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit of a nothing question, but hands-free. Yeah, mate, I do enjoy it. Uh, obviously, the nines, I don't know if you'd call it a dying product, but I think less and less coaches are going to allow their players to play it as we move forward. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's a good draw card. I know when, like, Freddie returned, I love that. Ruben Wicky was unreal. Kirk Gidley, he looked like as good as when he played. Yeah, it's always good to see those guys return, obviously. Um, yeah, I, I'm worried about the future of the nines because so many coaches will pull their players out so consistently. But it sort of is what it is. It's a good idea, though. I enjoy it. Um, I watch it every year with my mates, and it's good. Who was your rugby league idol growing up? Ah, good question. I think you all know the answer to this one. Hands free. Mate, I grew up in the era of loving the big three of Darren Lockyer, Joey, but my boy was Freddie. Uh, I used to love watching Brad Fittler. The fact that he could play 13 or 5'8", loved it, bigger body, defended well, great kicking game from 2000 onwards. Uh, Freddie was just a different prospect. Yeah, Freddie, probably my guy. I got a couple of... Uh, picked up a frame poster a few months ago with Freddie, actually. It's fucking mad. It's, it's almost too big to fit anywhere, though. Uh, but, yeah, Freddie, probably always my boy. I think he should be an immortal, but I might be a little bit biased there because he probably is my favourite player. So, But as far as favourite players to watch, I think Freddie would have to be up there. Um, what do you make of the Seguiaro news on him possibly signing with Manly? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Not where I expected him to go. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. It's not really where I expected Chico to land. Uh, I'm not sure if it's actually been confirmed yet or not. I thought Newcastle off the back of Braley's injury. What does worry me is that if they're reaching out to Chico, is that a sign that Finu might not be back this year, uh, which would really hurt Manly. They need him. Yeah, that's the only thing with Chico going there that really worries me is that maybe it means that Finu's in a bit more uh, Barney Rubble than Watts. Um, it, it has sounded like so far. I think it's just weird to give Chico a contract when... And that's with all due respect to Chico, obviously. But I think it's weird to pluck him out of the air when you've got Croker, who did well last year. You've also got Carl Lawton in the system there, too. And you're waiting for Finu to return. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Uh, what have we got? Thoughts on Mitch Dunn? Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. This will actually be an individual podcast uh, over the next few days as well. Um yeah, mate, I'll do a podcast on this over the next few days, actually. Um, I've always said that I want Ruben Cotter at 13. If they go with Mitch Dunn, I'm not going to push back on that because Mitch Dunn has got the ball skills to be able to handle that role. Mitch Dunn or Cotter, whichever one at 13, I think it improves North Queensland. Sort of missed the cut there a little bit at the back end, but that's okay. Yeah, Mitch Dunn, reportedly going to play in the middle. Now, I have been huge on Ruben Cotter this offseason, as I'm sure you all know. You're probably sick of fucking hearing about it. But if Mitch Dunn gets an opportunity at 13 first, I think he's good enough to hold on to the role. So it could prove a bit of trouble for Ruben Cotter and my 10,000 big calls I've made about him. Uh, outside of Penrith, which club would suit Cameron Serraldo the most as a head coach? Oh, um, 
tough. I don't know. If I was Cameron Serraldo, though, I'd be very selective with where I go. Uh, not sure, to be honest with you, mate, but I will say this. If I was Cameron Serraldo, I would be very, very selective with, with where I go. Um, I would ra- wait for the right job like Craig Fitzgibbon did instead of diving at a job because that can finish you before you start in the NRL. Yeah, Serraldo will be interesting. Uh, he's probably the next uh, assistant coach to roll off the ranks and take over an NRL side. Um, very similar to Trent Barrett a couple of years ago, and people are very off Trent Barrett. We'll see how we go with Craig Fitzgibbon. People are also off Adam O'Brien, who was under a really good system too, so it's interesting. Um, early origin rookie predictions. Um, hmm. <laughs> Let's have a look. Uh, hands free. Mate, I don't think any many rookies make their debut for New South Wales. I just think they're too stacked. You might see a Radley or a Pappy. Outside of that, I don't really see anyone else breaking in. Queensland, I think Reuben Cotter is a real smoky. He's the one I've called all year, depending on what happens with the Cowboys and if he wears jersey 13. Yeah, a lot of people saying Selwyn Cobbo. I don't think they'll pick him that early, but fuck me, they are short for centres, so maybe they do, but I'd probably wait a little bit on Selwyn Cobbo realistically, but uh, Billy Slater knows a thing or two more about State of Origin than what I do. Uh, 2021 Ponga or Pappenhausen. Uh, I'm not sure if that's draft or in general or whatever. 2021 Ponga or Pappenhausen. Um, I thought Pappy had a better season all round. I don't know. This is a bit of a weird question. Um... Not sure what the context is here, mate, whether you're talking Supercoach or NRL or whatever, but I thought Pappenhausen, as much as he had a heap of injuries, I thought he was probably better. I was a little bit disappointed with KP last year, but it was a pretty dysfunctional season for the Newcastle Knights, even though they made finals. I'd go Pappy, though. Just got cut off at the end there. Yeah, huge year coming up for Kalen Ponga. We mentioned it earlier. I'm very interested to see how it plays out for him. Could be great. Could be a complete and utter fucking train wreck. So very interested to see how it does play out. Uh, as a winger or a centre long-term, Harley Smith-Shields. Okay, Harley Smith-Shields. I see him as a centre person. I think he's going to be an absolute star. Um, oh, sorry, guys. Fucked up my hands free. Uh, I think he's a centre, mate, and I think he's going to be a star at centre. I think he can handle himself on the wing. He'd be good. But with Kotrick and Rapana on the wings, I'd be playing Harley Smith at centre. You've also got Matty Tomoko. You've got Sebastian Chris, Jared Croker, potentially Chance as well, so God knows. <sighs> so many guys at Canberra to fit in this side. They just seem to be battling to get them all in there or work out where they should be. Weird situation down there at Canberra. I'm just worried that if they don't get these guys in the first grade soon, they could lose some of them to the Dolphins or to other clubs. Um, top five, 30 for 30 NFL films, rugby league docos you like. So this will be our last question, guys. Uh, before I answer this one, I might just think about it with you guys. I'd love to see. I, I forget who it was. Someone put out the other day um, some of these doco fronts. I'm not sure who it was. I'll have to check. Uh, but obviously, like Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith, I think that would be an unreal one. I'd love to see a Phil Gould, a Glenn Lazarus. I'd probably like to see a Freddie, being a little bit biased. Uh, I think Alan Langer would be a really good one as well. Uh, yeah, a lot of options there. Uh, let's go to hands-free. Mate, I think the big three from Melbourne would be unreal. Glenn Lazarus, that'd be a great one I'd love to watch. Alan Langer would be an unreal story. I'd also have a Freddie little bit biased there. Uh, and I'd love a Phil Gould one as well. He's obviously been through a lot in rugby league, seen a lot of shit. I think it'd be a great one there. Yeah, let me know if there's any other movies that you guys would enjoy to watch, like those NRL-themed um, ESPN do- documentaries. Fuck, I wish they, they existed in real life. It'd be unreal. Storytelling is something we've got to get a lot better at. 
a lot better and we've got to get better quickly, just quietly. Okay, guys, that's going to be all the questions I'm going to do. I'll just do a quick shout out um, at the very end just for the podcast and everything for people to um, tune in and listen. So I'll just do that. Then I'll be with you in a second story. It's free. Okay. Hey, legends, thanks for tuning in to the Q&A. It's all going to be available on the podcast this afternoon. That is Thursday afternoon, so stay tuned for that. If you'd like to have a listen to the podcast, to this one, or to any more of our content, if you enjoyed this, the link is up here. Come and have a listen. Come and join us. Fucking. What did I just do then? Um, uh, Sorry, guys, I'm going to have to redo that one. Sorry, fucked up the thing. This is the behind the scenes. I don't think I screwed up too many today, so this this is probably good for you to seeing here thanks guys for sending in your questions apologies if i didn't get to all of them but appreciate you sending them in uh this will be available on the podcast bit of a behind the scenes sort of potty that'll be available this afternoon thursday afternoon click the link up here if you want to tune into the podcast thanks for your questions legends talk to you soon um okay cool yeah guys so that is a wrap on our q and a um i was planning on doing a live later this week to put up for you guys but i'm not sure if i'm gonna have the time realistically so we might have to do that uh early next week uh thanks for tuning in again guys always appreciate uh your support on the podcast and everything and if you got to this what is it 35 minutes pretty good whack there uh if you did enjoy this one thank you for tuning in it's a little bit of different content if you did enjoy it let me know because uh if people are enjoying it enjoying this sort of stuff i will keep doing it if not um i might move away from it we'll see but let me know if you enjoyed it guys thanks for tuning in once again uh we'll try and slide one more podcast out today if not there'll be a bit more content coming tomorrow heading into the weekend with trials uh not too far away exciting times cheers legends talk to you soon mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 